0: Chapter One, Section Six of the Greek View of Life by Goldsworthy Lowes Dickinson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter One, Section Six. The Greek conception of the relation of man to the gods. Admitting, however, that all this is true admitting the place of religion in Greek life, do we not end, after all, in a greater puzzle than we began with? For this, it may be said, whatever it may be, is not what we mean by religion. This, after all, is merely a beautiful way of expressing facts, a translation, not an interpretation of life. What we mean by religion is something very different to that, something which concerns the relation of the soul to God, the sense of sin, for example, and of repentance and grace. The religion of the Greeks, we may admit, did something for them which our religion does not do for us it gave intelligible and beautiful form to those phenomena of nature which we can only describe as manifestations of energy it expressed in a ritual of exquisite art those corporate relations which we can only enunciate in abstract terms But did it perform what, after all, it may be said, is the true function of religion? Did it touch the conscience, as well as the imagination and intellect? To this question we may answer at once, broadly speaking, no. It was, we might say, a distinguishing characteristic of the Greek religion, but it did not concern itself with the conscience at all. The conscience, in fact, did not yet exist, to enact that drama of the soul with God which is the main interest of the Christian, or at least of the Protestant faith. To bring this point home to us, let us open the Pilgrim's Progress, and present to ourselves in its most vivid colours, the position of the English Puritan. Now I saw upon a time, when he was walking in the fields, that he was, as he was wont, reading in his book, and greatly distressed in his mind. And as he read, he burst out, as he had done before, crying, What shall I do to be saved? I looked then, and saw a man named Evangelist coming to him, and asked, Wherefore dost thou cry? He answered, Sir, I perceive by the book in my hand that I am condemned to die, and after that to come to judgment and i find that i am not willing to do the first nor able to do the second then said evangelist why not willing to die since this life is attended with so many evils the man answered because i fear that this burden that is upon my back will sink me lower than the grave and i shall fall into tophet and sir if i be not fit to go to prison i am not fit to go to judgment and from thence to execution and the thoughts of these things makes me cry then said evangelist if this be thy condition why standest thou still he answered because I know not whither to go. Then he gave him a parchment roll, and there was written within, FLY FROM THE wrath TO COME. The whole spirit of the passage transcribed, and of the book from which it is quoted, is as alien as can be to the spirit of the Greeks to the puritan the inward relation of the soul to god is everything to the average greek one may say broadly it was nothing it would have been at variance with his whole conception of the divine power for the gods of greece were beings essentially like man superior to him not in spiritual nor even in moral attributes, but in outward gifts, such as strength, beauty, and immortality. And as a consequence of this, his relations to them were not inward and spiritual, but external and mechanical in the midst of a crowd of deities capricious and conflicting in their wills he had to find his way as best he could there was no knowing precisely what a god might want there was no knowing what he might be going to do if a man fell into trouble no doubt he had offended somebody but it was not so easy to say whom or how. If he neglected the proper observances, no doubt he would be punished, but it was not every one who knew what the proper observances were. Altogether it was a difficult thing to ascertain, or to move the will of the gods, and one must help oneself as best one could. The Greek, accordingly, helped himself by an elaborate system of sacrifice and prayer and divination, a system which had no connection with an internal spiritual life, but the object of which was simply to discover and, if possible, to affect the divine purposes. This is what we meant by saying that the greek view of the relation of man to the gods was mechanical the point will become clearer by illustration end of chapter 1 section 6 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey